Hi, this is Brian Duncan, personal friend of Wild Man and Steve. That's who you're listening to, by the way. You are about to listen to the intersection of faith, talk, and music. The Wild Man and Steve Show starts right now. Exciting conclusion to the interview with Rye from Metal Birds with Wildman and Steve. So they're eating Taco Bell every night in a band together. Not like the struggling musician because the label's not giving them anything. So as an indie band that way, going from town to town to town, if you had the time to do it, you're really doing everything on your own. But that's okay. Apples are cheap, right? They're easy to eat. So if you if we were to go on the road, I'd be eating tons of apples. Sure. Yeah. Well, how is that for a long-winded? Just well, no, that, that, that's exactly what I wanted I love to it. hear. And, yeah. and I wanted to, if I can stay on that subject just for a moment, like what would it take? Let, let's just say in your case, okay? okay, you don't need to give us particulars about your personal life, your personal finances or anything like that. But I'm just saying like, just in general, what would it take for you to be able to do this full time? Uh, Suzanne's figured it out for all of us and says it's 1.8 million. And 20, 15% going to management, and we could actually make a run of it for 4.9 years. Wow. Wow. But wow. she's our chief executive officer and financial officer, so. Right, right. Now, that could have been after a few drinks, you know. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, you know, I, I really, I'm, I'm right there with you, Wild Man. I want to kind of stay on this. Because one of the threads that comes through a lot of our shows is to, to for people to support musicians. However, whether it's by buying their music, going to the concerts, buying the merch, wh- whatever, uh, and, and we're really, really big on that. Um, but man, just that that sounds like such a, you know, an enormous sum. But honestly, like right now, where do you get your best revenue? Where do you get your best music related revenue? I can't imagine that it's from streams. It's got to be from something else. We all know the streams count for nothing, really. Uh, so, so where do you get your best revenue? The best revenue has been T-shirts and the best revenue overall has been just the kindness of people going to Bandcamp. Bandcamp is super nice about letting you storage. Bandcamp is nice about letting you put merch. They only want a fraction and you're there forever. And they don't manipulate like some of the other ones that you can buy your way to the most streams or buy your way. Some of the other storage places that sell music, it's very rigged. You can actually buy it. What, What good is that? We make music we like first. If anyone else likes it, even better. When it gets played, you're like, thank God, right? Right, but, uh, right. When it comes to that other man, you see so many artists just tag one another constantly for the Spotify spins. 
Mm-hmm. And we know it's not doing a lot for them, you know, because we can all do math. We all know the breakdown with Deezer pays. We all know what Spotify pays, Sound, blah, 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 and SoundCloud's free. So just to endlessly tag each other seems no good. But then if we look over at those guys on a label, it's not backing them on the road or boy. So they're leaving a gig with $17 a piece after, you know, the gas yeah. and and let's say I don't know how many drinks they've had because we've met a few bands in bars that were tw- that we know from social media just to pick their brain. And th- it's been very, um, well, I can't stand this label. I wish they would do this and this and this. The other ones, I'm glad we have the label because it's opened up a few more bars. But in pandemic world, like where you're saying, how, how are you making any money? It's just a constant hustle. And then you have to fight with everyone else trying to get their name out there. Because there's so many, there's different artists. You guys have a million different artists on your show. We can't all do a cover of Soldiers Under Command by Striper, even though I think Suzanne would nail that song. We are the soldier. That's the first time I heard it as a kid. I was like, this is so cool. I think Reach Out on the other side of the record is better, but I just like the singing in that one. I just wanted to throw another cross-Christian rock thing in there. On that love it. Well, you yeah. speak, you're speaking my language when you start speaking Striper there. so many times and so we're just going to take a second here and, and, and speaking to the people who listen to the podcast and I think probably most of the people who listen to our podcast really get this and do this anyhow but folks support the musicians that you love right buy their music buy their merch if they're anywhere where it's reasonably close and we know especially in the days of high gas prices traveling to a concert may be tough but if they're even reasonably close go support them because we all love music and and music honestly our lives just have soundtracks to them now because music is just everywhere and because of that i think we all just think well music just exists like the air we breathe well no it doesn't it has to be created and it's being created by people for the most part who really are doing other jobs they've got other things to support what they're trying to do musically and artistically so if you like music, folks, support them any way you can. You know, don't sit there and go, well, yeah, I've got a bunch of rock T-shirts. I don't need another rock T-shirt. You know what? You're right. You probably don't need it. But they do. They need you to go out and buy that. So go out and buy, buy it and then, you know, wear it to the grocery store and hopefully somebody will ask you about that band. I can't believe I'm so stupid. 
What are you talking about? Man, 32 years ago, 32 years ago, I had a cassette collection that would blow the doors off anyone else. Really? Yeah, man, I had a big cardboard box full of cassettes. You name it, it was there. I'm talking about anything from Phil Kagi to Petra to Holy Soldier to Res Band to Bride to Tamplin to Leviticus, White Cross, Baron Cross, Neon Cross, you name it, it was there. Wow, I love to see that sometime. Well, that's just the thing. I'm just plain stupid. Why? What are you talking about? I don't have them anymore. I, I, I'm sorry. What? I let them go. Some I gave away. Others over the years of multiple moves. I just lost track. Well, we live and we learn. Well, that's just it. How can I learn from something like that? How could I possibly begin to rebuild my collection? Girder. I mean, what would really be great would be to rebuild my collection with CDs. I mean, streaming is great and all, but there's something about- a Girder. You know what would be great? If there was a company where I could go, who could have all those, those cassettes that I used to have in CDs, instead of spending hours searching, I could just go to one company, one-stop shop. I'm sorry, what? Girder. Girder is just the place to rebuild your collection. They have it all. Petra, Resband, Bride, the list just goes on and on. Go to girdermusic.com today and relive those moments of great music you used to love. Wow, girdermusic.com, you're right. I'm looking at it right now. I can't believe this. I can, I can rebuild my whole collection with CDs and even vinyl. So hey, I guess this means I'm not stupid after all. Um, the jury's still out on that one. I, yeah, I would, I would concur with that. You know, we're we're hearing from somebody who's right in the thick of it right now, what it takes to do this, and the kickback is not strong, so they're doing it because they love it, and they need to be rewarded for that. Um, so however we can support them, uh, you know, fans out there that you listen to a song you like, um, go to their website, find a way to purchase the physical CD, find a way to purchase the merch, what, whatever it, whatever it might be. So, right. Uh, we have talked before and we talked about you were in Israel. Yes. I've been there a few times. It's yeah. fascinating. And this, this, this last time you were telling me a lot of stories about it, but specifically you were talking about a spiritual experience that you had there that I'd like for you to share with our listeners as well. But I know you have a lot to share about Israel, so go ahead and start sharing. But I want you to include that spiritual part if you can before we're done here. Okay. Well, first of all, you can get delicious pizza by Domino's <laughs> in Israel, kosher and not kosher. It was cheap to eat there. The presence of God is everywhere. If you're not a believer, you would be after going there because it is just palatable. You walk past places and things, and by the time you're at the Mount of Olives, you can see 70% of the Bible on the horizon all the way around. It's unbelievable. From Mount of Olives, wow. there's uh, Lazarus was where he was raised. Mary Magdalene is over here. 
it's unbelievable. You can you can do your own tours. <laughs> yeah, I'm just flagged on in amazement at, at hearing. Because now I don't know, Wildman, have you ever been to Israel? No, I have not. And, and, and neither have I. So this is just blowing me away. Oh, dude, listen, you can haggle with everybody, Steve. Everybody. We were told you haggle with them. They'll be like, twenty dollars, we take you to a big day. And you're just like, I think he said Caesarea Philippi, twenty dollars. And then you know, my friends would be like, no, we'll give you four, six, four. Before you know it, four, and you're headed off to someplace. It was great to haggle with them. It was easy. <laughs> they eat a lot of beef. There's no cheeseburgers, so that was fantastic. Uh, cucumbers and tomatoes, fresh citrus, pomegranate. There was uh, milk and honey. Yeah, unbelievable. The way people argue and yell at which <laughs> In the markets. It's just non-stop. It is so, there's Medidians and there's Druze and Druze is what the Israelis call them. Israelis and Muslims and um, um, Samaria. And you see it all and you're thinking, wow, and they all want this place. And then you can go to the tomb of uh, where Jesus was buried and then go over to the, the wall, the hotel. And then on your way back, it's all there and it's all mind blowing. Like it's completely mind blowing. And then they cut things down it'll just stop. And then 345, whenever the moon cycle that they go by, when they can actively eat or drink or whatever, it kicks on and they're all partying in the streets and you hear Laheim and everything. And it's like, why are these people partying at four in the morning? Because then the Sabbath was over. And then it's like, well, let's get down into the mix. Heading to the Irish bar, before you know it, you, some dude's up there playing Stevie Ray Vaughan chops with his with his beard and his locks, and you're just like, wow, man, can I get on stage? And then before you know it, I'm telling jokes. I could speak Spanish there because there was a wonderful contingency of um, Spanish speakers there, and I was like, donde eres, where are you from? And they knew they were from Cuernavaca, Mexico, where I have some family. There's a big Jewish population. It was just fantastic. Everything worked out like that, plus the food was good. And God lives there. It's a local call to God. You don't have to put money in the phone there. It's right there. <laughs> so, so what, what was that? Um, you, you speak about God. You speak about seeing 70% of the Bible and about it being mind-blowing. What did that mean for you personally? It changed my idea on how I really perceive what Christianity is, I had a moment in this place near the Holy Sepulchre in this, you know, it's built on layers and layers and layers going back to pre-Roman times. And I was sitting in a little bench section and these pictures of Jesus were on the wall that were from the, the dates on them for like 810, 725, you know, 901. And it was looking at this artwork and putting it together like these people have been doing this with this faith and what they believe. I, I, that's where it started growing. I was like, wow, this is much bigger than I would have ever thought. That, that's what the real religious experience was. It's like, this is so real and nobody cares. It's like, this is weird that I'm here and the whole wide world's gone to crap outside of here. This is right before, you know, for before pandemic, but it's like they're still all arguing in the streets and you could see the ones that got it. It didn't matter what faith they were out in the market. You could see like they knew. It's like, wow, that's what that Israeli 
feeling is or whatever that term is, Jerusalem syndrome, or when, when people get it mm. and then they mm. go off about the Holy Land. It, going into Bethlehem was amazing. It looked like Bible stories, donkey carts, wooden wheels, stones in the, the minimal grass, and just a few like lemon trees growing. It was it was so heavy duty. But to go, there's a brewery in the West Bank, yeah, actually in uh, in Bethlehem, and that was interesting. They had been making beer there for a thousand years. They said, just uh, you see how odd it was. It had nothing to do with the Bible, but it was just even that's going on there, where everyone in the news is seeing um, horrible things, or they're always fighting. I had converse, we heard some explosions in the background. And I said, what was that? You know, gunfire. And keep in mind, there's Muslims and Jewish people standing around me. We're at some service center. And I said, what was that? And they were like, oh, you know, uh, nobody's really answering. And one said, well, at least if you get killed here, you're risen first. You died in Jerusalem. <laughs> and everybody was like, yeah, I love that answer. I was like, cool. <laughs> at least you're raised first. analogy illustration that you're giving us tonight right this perfect illustration of the realization of truth that you had there of the authentic history that you were experiencing of christianity of christ and everything and as you said that compared to the rest of the world that it seems like the rest of the world has forgotten about this place which is which is where it's at um, and that is just powerful to think of, to, to meditate on, to focus on that. That's, that's the message of scripture right there is that when everything else falls away, Christ is the one who's going to stand. The word of the Lord stands forever. Jesus is the same yesterday, today, and forever. I mean, it doesn't, he's not going to change. And that's the message that I think you are conveying here with, with these stories. Uh, yes, it was that you, you have to go. I can't believe Steve hasn't bought you a ticket. I mean, hasn't got you and your family tickets. I don't know. I don't know what I'm saving. I'm saving it for his. I'm saving it for his birthday. 
I'm staying in the bridge. Well, you heard me before. He said he, did, he didn't like me. So, I mean, <laughs> maybe you probably chip in for a one way ticket, something like that, you know, just to get. Oh, 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 you want you wanted to, you wanted a return trip. Oh, wow. <laughs> so, right. Back, back, back to the metal birds. Tell us what what do you what is it you have planned? You mentioned a new album um, and tell the tell our listeners the best the, the best way they can find you. Oh, my goodness. The best way to find us is the Metal Birds Band at Facebook.com, Twitter at the Metal Birds, B-Y-R-D-S. Um, we have a TikTok. I don't have it. Do you have any of those dresses you can post for us if I send them to you? Yep, I can put them in the show notes. Because I'm the true. guitar player, so I don't really remember everything. <laughs> well, and, of course, you said you're, you're, on, you're on Bandcamp, right? Oh, yes, Bandcamp. Apple Music, Deezer, Spotify, we're all over all those. You, you have to be back to the, you really have to push yourself. Uh, it's making me want to go back over to the Kotel and put a note in the wall, right? Yeah. <laughs> right? It says, give me some famous thanks. Curious. You you mentioned guys over there, you know, maybe somebody I'm getting a place for Stevie Ray Vaughn. I really am curious because we've talked with some guys, especially in uh, Europe, uh, and, and some spots where where metal is still very, very strong. Yes. Uh, do you have any sense of kind of what, what the, the vibe for music is specifically uh, in and around the Holy Land? Uh, in, in, I will say in addition to indigenous forms of music. Uh, is there a market for rock? Is there a market for metal or, or anything like that there? I can't remember the name, Steve, of this place, but the owner's got a band. He has a band. He has a he has two clubs. 
but it's written in that language. I don't know what it says. I still have his card. I've emailed him a few times. They, he, it's a heavy metal bar. Now, keep in mind, you're in Jerusalem, right off St. John's. You're headed down to the old city. And there were four metal bars I went to. The first one, I heard Metal Church. Two bars down from that it was all Russian disco crap. So I'm not interested. Walked down a few more. And then there was the Irish bar. That was run by Mr. Solomon. And he let me get up on stage and do some songs. And that was like uh, more like I said, the Stevie Ray Vaughan open mic kind of thing. And then we went to another bar where it was all like Slayer and really heavy. And then we tooled over to a place where you heard classic rock. I remember it was like to- Hold the Line by Toto going in. And I think by the time we were leaving, it was it was something, or maybe Brown Sugar. And everybody. Oh, my like, word. It was very interesting because you wouldn't think of just hard rock there. You know, and all you have to do is have a, you know, everybody's got long hair now. Right. And over there, they wear ponytails or locks. You can't tell. Dude, are you a rocker? And like, no, I'm going to the metal bar. The other guy would be all tough, tight and conservative. It's just like, OK, I guess they're not a bunch of rockers, but they are. And then you just start talking. Right. Because you're you're just there. But, yeah, it was fun. Got on stage three different places. It was hilarious. And they were just like, yeah, do it. That is fantastic. Although I think we are going to ask if you could put us in touch with some of that Russian disco. Uh, I, I definitely think uh, we we need to get some Russian disco on the show. Wild man. Yeah. Well, I just remember the club. The club was, I think, Steve Off was the name of the club. So it was Russian with the OV at the end of it. But it was that womp, womp, womp kind of techno disco stuff. There was plenty of those kind of bars. But the fact that there was live music playing rock bands and, you know, or a funk band or blues that I did not expect. I was thinking this place is cool. Wow. No kidding. Well, I, oh. So the, the next time you, uh, the next time you go over, uh, <laughs> if there's a way to get a couple extra tickets, um, you know, I mean, from, I can see the look on Steve's face. He wants to move our headquarters of wild man and Steve enterprises over to Israel. I can tell just by hearing what you're saying. <laughs> Listen, I think we've even said it on the show. I am convinced. First off, Jesus can do anything, right? So, I mean, he, 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 could, he could play the kazoo, and it would be fantastic. But I personally think that Jesus would just be a fantastic rock and metal guitarist. I can see him fronting the all-time best band ever. <laughs> Yeah, wow. Yeah. That's, that's, that's what we plan. 
That's what we plan on listening to for eternity. Yep. The, that's the that's gonna yeah, that's going to rule. Yeah, yeah. But what if some of the promo posters say Steve written kind of on an angle and then Wild Man's print like that? That's going to be kind of weird for eternity. Yeah, that won't be up there in eternity, though. That's <laughs> 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 oh man uh, well hey we want to thank you for taking the time of being on our show here sir this has that been great fun. thank you for having me I've been trying to get on here for a while yeah we had to cancel last time had to work it out here and there you know and be able to support you and what you do and so ladies and gentlemen the metal birds go listen to them support yeah. them yeah do whatever you gotta do to, to, to take care of them It was an honor to interview Sly Rye of the Metal Birds, an amazing guitarist with an amazing band. What I appreciated the most was his discussion about visiting the Holy Land and his experience with God. You know, God desires to speak to each of us, and he will use many ways to do so. The real question is, are you listening? Thank you for listening, everybody. And we will see you next time. The Wild Man and Steve Show is now partnering with New Release Today. Find out more about them at newreleasetoday.com. And don't forget to check out our website, where you can also leave us a review at wildmanandsteve.com. Sounds like rock and roll to me.